The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's Ian Guider in for Matt today. Well, as you heard in the news headlines there, the Taoiseach has said there will be no reversal to that ban on evictions. So what will the government do to ensure the protections for renters? And also, what can be done to boost the supply of properties? Minister for Housing, Dara O'Brien, is on the line. Minister, you're very welcome to The Last Word. As the Taoiseach, the Taoiseach, and even yourself said, there's going to be no reversal and no U-turn on this ban. But... What happened to putting in place legislation over the last number of months so that when it does end, there are protections in place from the 1st of April? Yeah, well, the legislation that, it, that is passed, actually, and which we brought in last year, was for a temporary measure to protect people through a significant accommodation uh, issue over the winter months. Now, that doesn't end um, on the 31st of March or the 1st of April. There's a, a phasing out of it till the 18th of June, so there's no cliff edge there. What, we, what I'd said at the time when we brought it in, Ian, is we would use the space there to deliver additional accommodation, uh, and we've done that. Um, almost 7,000 new social housing units were built since quarter three last year. And, and I presume people in. have moved into them already, so what no, about the people facing eviction in the coming well, months? That's true. There's a, couple of, there's a couple of other things as well. Look, we brought back 1,500 um, vacant social homes back into use as well, and various other measures um, as, as well, in particular along uh, purchasing units with tenants and homes with tenants in situ. That's something I expanded in the middle of last year. And what that does basically is if a, a tenant who is receiving housing assistance payment who would be on our social housing list, where the landlord is selling, I want the local authorities to buy it. And I got approval at Cabinet this, this week for a, for a further 1,500 this year. That's a good way of securing those tenancies, bringing homes into public housing stock. But I suppose the overall context with this, Ian, is increased supply across the board, both private and public. And we were able to do that last year, nearly 30,000 new builds, up from 20,000 the previous year. I just year want to get back on to the things you announced yesterday, so that more sure. people will be able to get the property they're in from their landlord. Yes. Where is the legislation and when will that come in so that from the 1st of April and all the way through to the middle of June when that mm-hmm. cliff edge does finally come, where is that legislation? Why well, hasn't it worked on since last October? Well, firstly, since the purchase with tenants in situ, that doesn't require any additional legislation. Ian, that's actually happening now and we're just ramping it up. So that's for people who are on on housing assistance payments, so that doesn't need to happen. In in, in there's no legislative requirement. But there. for people whose income is above that, yes, that's that that's the point I was getting to. That there's never been a mechanism to actually help those tenants buy their homes. So the first aspect of that is actually putting a package together to help them do that. So where someone actually gets a mortgage and is short, the amount of their short, as you you may know, I brought in the first home shared equity scheme for first time buyers. That's working actually really well over 1,100 approvals in that space for new homes. But we're going to look at using this as well to help those tenants bridge the gap by using the first home scheme. Now, on that one, we've been working on for, for a number of weeks now. We don't need a legislative change there. The legislative change we do need, though, is for a significant announcement that, that we made where the, the, the first refusal, basically, that um, where a landlord is selling a property, the tenant would be offered that property first. And... We're, we're working through that legislative change. We hope to have that in as, as soon as we can. That's being worked on too. And that's a very significant change in, in, in um, our, our rental legislation and in the laws that, gov- that govern them. And where tenants can't actually afford to, to buy that property and are above the social housing list, I'm expanding cost rental into that space. So 
We brought in for the first time ever um, affordable cost rental, which is state-backed affordable rents with long-term secure tenures of 40 years or more. And that has been for new developments. We've about a thousand of them in place already. This is now to help those tenants who are private tenants, not in the social housing list, and if they can't afford to buy it, that we will, we will do that through the uh, approved housing bodies. So there's a number of levers there, whilst we're also ramping up supply across okay, let's, the board. Let's OK, move, let's move on to supply. And last year, just about, I think everyone will give, give credit that about 30,000 homes were yes. built last year across the state, and we finally got to that target. Yes. This year, if I take the forecast, Davy Stockbrokers just a couple of weeks ago, housing supply to fall to 27,000 units. Lisney, the big estate agents, output the fall for mid-year, significant concerns about 2024, Society of Chartered Surveyors in Ireland also again predicting that housing output from this year will fall. Minister, housing output is going down this year and next. There's some projections and by people I respect and by you know commentators that I respect too, but I think one of the things that's been overlooked firstly is right now as I talk to you today, there's about 37,000 uh, ho- homes actually being And some of those built. won't be built. That could be somebody well, who just no, started just, clearance on sites no, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no actually in various different stages of construction. There's no question. I think this year I would be more positive about this year in relation to housing delivery. Um, We're bringing forward a couple of mechanisms to um, start pause planning permissions through Project TUSI, um, and there's about 4,000 units potentially in that where we're partnering with the LDA and the private sector to basically, particularly around apartments or larger developments that haven't started in our cities, not exclusively in our cities. Commencements are falling according to figures from your own department. Planning applications are also falling as well. The supply problem is the big issue, and supply is not going to meet those targets to help No, people. well, Ian, what I'm saying to you, that's a statement that you've made there. I'm saying to you this These year... These are that figures, we were... Minister, from your own department. Yeah, Planning applications are down, commencements are down. Okay, you know, I might just answer the question, if I could, please, because, you know, we might disagree on it, but I, but I have... This year, I'm confident about delivery this year. There is a gap next year, and we need to get more commencements started this year. And that's what we're doing with Project Tussie. Basically, what that is, is activating pause planning permissions and also looking at using more modern methods of construction to deliver 1,500 additional social homes. Now, what I would say to you is there were many in 2022, uh, there were very few who actually predicted that we would hit 30,000 last year, effectively. There were some saying it would be 26, 27,000. Now, I'm not being complacent about that in any way, shape or form. There have been difficulties with supply chain, house price, or excuse me, material inflation as well. And we'll be aware of that. But the plan that we have, Housing for All, is nimble to be able to deal with it. And we've got to fill that gap. Like we've affordable homes for purchase for the first time in a generation last year. We'll have more of them this year, more social homes this year than we've ever built before. And that's that's what we're planning to do, and that's actually what's in the ground right now. Now, if you look at commencements, to get back to the point that you've made, commencements in January, and again, this wasn't predicted, um, commencements in January are the highest January uh, commencements that we've actually ever seen since those records were collected. Now, that is not being complacent in any way, shape, or form. There will be bumps along the road, but we've at 29,000 as our target this year. I intend for us to exceed that target this year and to actually get the extra delivery, get the extra commencements in place by the state partnering with the private sector and through the LDA building its own, like in Shangana Castle in Dublin and St. Kevin's in Cork, where we're, we're building our own affordable and social housing and private housing indeed in, in certain places on state-owned land that's been lying idle for years. And that's what we're, that, that's what we're doing. Like a, the, We're 15 months into housing for 
all with a that. decent start, the, but we want to ramp it up. On the, pri- on the private sector uh, yes. building homes, a lot of the private sector rental homes are coming from investment funds. And mm-hmm. there have been signs in the last number of weeks on some projects that there are investors pulling out of these schemes, citing high construction costs mm-hmm. and also the fact that interest rates are going up. Yes. Are you fearful that while you may be spending a lot more money and getting delivery, the private sector is pulling out? Yeah, the PRS sector in particular and the, the, the investors to, to support build to rent has slowed down right the way across Europe because of that very, well, one of the reasons being the, the increase in, in, in funding costs and interest rates as well and, and that investment is going elsewhere. So we've got to step into that breach and it is a concern to answer your question, of course, because we need, we need homes in all different types of tenure. So like we is need it time to start homes. spending a lot more money and deciding, look, we will take on financing all of these projects. If it's going to be thousands of them, then the state yes. will step in. Well, look, it's a good point, and we are going to take on financing a number of projects through the LDA. And also, I got approval from the European Commission in relation to uh, bridging the viability gap in apartments in our cities through the Creekona Cities Fund, and that was a really significant decision by that, and we'll make announcements very shortly on that. We've about 13 or 14 schemes that we've gone through there that we intend to get a number of them started to deliver apartments for people to purchase. I suppose one of the, 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 the brighter uh, sparks of last year as well, coming into this year, is first-time buyers being back in the market in a very significant way. We had about 25,000 first-time buyer drawdowns. Now, some of them are for second-hand properties, of course, many of them for new. About one in two, 50% of new properties being bought now are being bought by first-time buyers, many of whom were renters, lots of people who wanted to buy and who couldn't, who are now getting able to get their own home. And by using the first home scheme or equity scheme, are able to do that now at an affordable rate. And we're seeing about 100 approvals a week in that. So they're for real households. And that's great. For, that, real and so that is genuinely good news for those people. Yeah. But I want to bring it back to people who sure. will be getting the letter, the email, and the phone call from their landlord in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks that the notice to quit will be going through. Yes. There's a lot of people very frightened. And there's of a lot course. of people out there who say, there's nothing for me. There's nowhere I can go. I don't have a family I can go to. I don't have friends who I can sit on a couch with. I've got children. You're prepared to tolerate extra homelessness. How can you actually stand over that statement? Well, firstly, what I'm saying is that the, the number one priority for me as minister and for this government is to really get to grips with homelessness. And we saw during the eviction pause that it didn't decrease. It stabilised somewhat. And it's gone up uh, since when you took office in June 2020 as many, well, when there wasn't an eviction ban. So how can, and, you, how can well, you say it didn't work when there are people saying, look, I've nowhere to go in the next couple of months. No, I understand that. Well, I had to make a very a very difficult decision, but I believe the right one in the medium and long term, um, the best decision that we could make because what we have seen in the last five years is a continued flight from the private rental market. And that basically what that means, and this isn't about landlords or tenants or one pitching one against the other, is less properties available. But one will have a roof to... on their head and one won't in the yeah, next couple of months. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Ian, you've, you've rightly raised the, the issue, which is true, about a very constrained private rental market, okay? What I'm saying to you, I firmly believe, based on the research we have done and the advice that I've got, if I further extend it even by another three months, uh, one, there's a challenge already in the courts, two... And challenges can be defeated. Yeah, no, I understand that. But two, what signal that sends into that very market itself where it would lead to a further flight, uh, of, and that means less properties. So I believe, actually, that 
the most responsible thing to do was the decision that we made, even though it's a very difficult decision and will be difficult for a number of people in the short term. But what I've discussed at the start of our interview is where we're increasing the supply significantly there. And what I can say to people who've got that notice to quit, and if they're people who are on a housing assistance payment, lower, lower income families, that you know, I've provided the funding now and given the instruction to the local authorities to buy those homes and bring them into public housing stock. And we're bringing forward assistance and mechanisms for private tenants to help them to be able to buy those homes too. Final, so, final look, question. The next couple you, of Minister. months will not be easy. And I, I want to say, and particularly for those, like I chair the National Homeless Action Committee myself. I meet many members of the homeless community on, on a regular basis. The only way we're going to get to grips with this is to increase supply of good, sustainable homes right across the country, both public and private. That happened last year. We want to do more of it this year. But some short-term measures, even though they might be popular to say extended for another three months, I believe would do irreparable damage. Uh, irreparable damage okay, in the medium I, to long term. And I couldn't stand over doing that. Well, 11,754, I think is the number from, from the statistics for January of homeless people in Ireland. What number are you prepared to stand over? 12,000, 12,500? It's not a Before. question of me, of me standing over a number at all, Ian, because behind those numbers are, are people and our families, and there's many different reasons How why. How high will homeless happiness have well, to get before well, there just, will be I'm, other measures? I'm just saying to you, like, supply is the key, and that everyone agrees that, and it's about delivering that supply, which we did last year, but we need to do a lot more of it. There are many reasons why, and different reasons why people enter into homeless and emergency accommodation. And that's important that we say that as well, is that we do have emergency accommodation there for people. Uh, we've ramped up additional emergency accommodation over the term of the, of the eviction pause. The, the Dublin Regional Homeless Executive did a, their most recent report that the number one reason for people entering into homelessness in that period over the, over the ban was actually a relationship breakup. And then there's other... There's others where we've new presentations where, where people are coming into our country and we've got to look after them too, who may not have other social housing supports because there's no entitlement there. So there's, there's you know, when you look at the detail as to what makes up our homeless community and cohort, it's very different um, demographic groups within it and very different reasons. And thankfully, not the same people. Like, we need to exit more people out. Last year, we exited nearly 1,800 okay. people out of emergency accommodation into permanent secure homes and that's my absolute priority is to do that and I, I just to say to you Ian and, and to listeners the, this decision was not taken lightly uh, but government have to take what are responsible uh, and the correct decisions even if they're not immediately seen as being popular okay. and are difficult and, okay. and we have to do that and it's in the best medium to long term interest for the rental sector and indeed for the provision of homes for our people in general. Daryl O'Brien, Minister for Housing thank you very much for joining us on The Last Word Last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.